Welcome to the Beach and Black Podcast, an award-winning, unofficial podcast on Prince. For over 10 years, giving you Prince news, reviews, trivia, and all things happening in the Prince world. Featuring the host, Rob S. I think the craziest thing that's happened is when Prince invited me and Captain to meet with him in New York in 2010. Captain. Anytime Prince gets on the guitar and he starts getting up near that top fret, just get ready to blow your head off. Player. Oh my god, that's the Minneapolis sound right there. Toe Jam. There's just layers and layers of stuff going on in his music all the time in every speaker. Find Peach and Black on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Hi, this is Eden Nelson. This is Tommy Young. Hi, this is Larry Graham. This is Mr. Hayes. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... And you're listening to... And you're listening to... The Peach and Black Podcast. The Peach and Black Podcast. The Peach and Black Podcast. The Peach and Black Podcast, baby. Now over to our host, Rob S. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Peach and Black podcast. We are gathered here today to talk about all things Prince, and this episode is a news show. We haven't done this for a while, and we're going to get into all things related to Prince news in 2019. But before we go into all of that, as always, from left to right, the Peach and Black panel player. This podcast is lit. (laughs) (laughs) Toe jam. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyone get the reference? Anyone get the reference? I missed it. Oh, wait a second. Is this Super Mario Brothers or something? Luigi? No, it's Prince Song. It's Prince Song. What? It's from the news album. Come on, it's the news episode. It's from the news album. <laughs> I've got no idea. I'm oh, really going to get that reference to a song, an album I've heard once, like ten, over 10 years ago. <laughs> what a perfect intro. It's from, and speaking the of Cap- it's from East. <laughs> and speaking of Captain, Captain. It's news time, news time. All right, and it's uh, Rob S in the place MC. to be as well, rounding out the panel for today. And we've been doing a lot of album reviews, interviews, all sorts of interesting uh, bits and pieces. But today is a news episode. We haven't done one of these for a while. You know, the funny thing, it's exactly one year. The last news episode was in May 2018. Is that right? And we didn't even plan it that way. So um, you can expect one news episode a year from us. (laughs) No, hopefully we do. (laughs) We'll do do a few more than that. Well, last year we were talking about uh, Celebration. And there's a celebration mm. this year as well, so which is yeah, not on right. our list actually. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> good one, player. I'm going to fly by the seat of our pants. <laughs> Fairly big event that that occurred that we weren't planning on covering. Always prepared, yeah. Peach and Black yeah. podcast. Ooh. Don't get the wrong impression. We always have plenty of notes. Just for this particular episode, we're we're lacking the celebration. We'll cover all that. Many other people outside of us attended that, um, so you, you've probably heard a little bit about what occurred. But we'll give you our thoughts as well. But we've got a lot to talk about today. There's so much going on. This is probably, I want to say, one of the most interesting slash busy periods for anything Prince related, just because of the amount of activity that's going on and the amount of... When it purple rains, it pours. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This could be our most news-packed news episode ever. Possibly. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot to cover. So without further ado... Let's go straight into it and talk about all the weird and crazy, amazing, wonderful things that are happening 
right now. And what better way to start than with, I have to say for me, probably the most exciting, no, I'll say it, the most exciting Prince release news since his unfortunate passing in April over three years ago. It's been an absolute manic Monday. Uh, I don't know what you call it. Yeah, manic, <laughs> manic Monday. It's been a manic three years in in many respects with legal activity and all sorts of stuff that we don't necessarily need to get into, although we can later on. But all of a sudden, out of a blue, not too long ago, this release, pretty much coinciding with the, the celebration event in April 2019, this incredible release was announced. Prince... The originals. Originals. But look, we have to be careful here because MC's already said he doesn't want to yeah, know you have to preface the track it. listing. He knows a couple of tracks. So, look, if anybody wants the track listing, it's <laughs> online. You can find it very easily. We're not going to go through all the tracks. We'll mention a couple because he already knows like two or three. I, I, I only know two. We're not going to yeah. go through the whole thing. <laughs> look, my name is Bart. I cannot wait for that. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I can't wait for his rendition of T.C. Ellis's Miss Thang. I want to hear like <laughs> Miss Thang. Yeah. Oh, man, there's going to be some good oh, songs Oh, Rob doesn't that. know that's on there, does he? Yes. Oh, you're oh, killing no, me. Oh, we blew it. Oh. You're killing me. You know, I might have to cancel my pre-order now. <laughs> you know, he's doing a version of Tevin Campbell's Shush on there. Do you know that, man? Like, oh, the original man. Version. No way. No, man. Player don't. No way. Imagine if he does a guitar solo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't do this to me. Don't do it. You're making me very nervous. We're, we're supposed to be doing a news episode and we're just telling our listeners to go and look up, look it up online. So... <laughs> <laughs> so just, just to much. clarify. Look, I'm pretty sure anybody listening to this already knows about the album yeah, and 100%. the whole track listing. And if you don't, again, yeah, well, then go and look for it. <laughs> exactly. There you go. But what so, we can tell you, what we can tell you is that it's a release of Prince's original versions of songs that he gave to other artists. Not demo versions of many places have reported. Prince didn't do demos, demonstration tapes. <laughs> but is it? These are his version. He wrote a song, he recorded it. But uh, and is then it the like, guide vocal track? I'm going to give this to somebody else. Yeah. Is it the is it the guide vocal track? Maybe some of them. Well, maybe well. No, that depends. This you maybe, but this depends on the fact of whether at the time he recorded it, he'd already decided to give it away or not. Because hmm. if he hadn't decided to give it away, it's just another one of his songs that he recorded, full version. My well, guess is it'll be a notes. mix. It'll be a mix, and we'll have to yeah. wait until we hear it to know which is which. So I hope there's some good liner notes in there. I hope it's not tape sourced. I hope it's. <laughs> Uh, I have to admit that the piano and mic release that came out was tape sourced very clearly, but that sounded incredible compared to whatever else may have been out there. They cleaned it up fairly well from what a lot of people had heard in the past. Yeah, it's very listenable, very listenable as far as sound quality. I would imagine that this would be better. I would hope that this would be better because if these are studio tracks recorded in a studio, you you know, it wouldn't be just a tape machine or a cassette recorder uh, you would imagine but well we'll, we'll find we out. all know you know the purple rain deluxe disc two of that uh, most of those to me don't sound like they're sourced from the master tapes they sound like they're from cassette tapes and so mm. that's the big question about this release is what's their source are they from the master tapes or are they just more releases from these cassette tapes that have been circulating for who knows how long so I think this is all going to come down to the the era that each song is from. Like there's what, 14, 15 tracks. Most likely the earlier years, they're going to be from cassette. But hopefully if there's tracks from the later years, they're going to be, you know, maybe from 
some sort of digital quality, but who knows? Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to find out. And Captain, again, to your point, that uh, liner notes aspect of this release, I think it's critical. For this sort of release, you Mm. need to provide people with as much information as possible so that they can get, as Susan Rogers always says, Context. context. Yeah around what was going on at the time, what he may have been doing. And a lot of the times, even if people don't know, it's just interesting to get a deeper insight with regards to songs that he was recording. You know, in in this case, they never really came out. Now, there's 15 songs. I'm only aware of two of them. Uh, One of them is obviously Nothing Compares to You. That's no great surprise. Uh, And that's really the only song that has come out in any way, shape or form officially when it was released, I want to say last year, right? Yeah. I personally don't have a problem with that being on here. I think it's brilliant to put it on here because it never did come out on an album. There was that vinyl release, obviously. I think it's fair to say that the original version of Nothing Compares to You that was was released last year is superior to the original version that was released by the family. And uh, as we said on our family album review that... That one sounds like a kind of remix, a reworking of a track that we had never heard at that point. So the Nothing Compares to You mm. one I thought was really good. So I'm hoping the others are going to be like that as well. I can't wait to hear the Coca-Cola theme. That's going to be the best <laughs> track on there. <laughs> Always Coca-Cola. It's, that ad was so good. Originals. It fits, it fits perfectly. But are you guys uh, similarly excited as I am as far as like I, I couldn't think of – I won't say I couldn't think of anything better, but what I will say is I was shocked and surprised, pleasantly surprised with a smile on my face that really hasn't left since this was announced. I don't know whether it's that super cool picture on the on the cover art or the graffiti original oh, scribble. Oh, the dirty I mind, dirty mind yeah. picture, yeah. It's just, I don't well, know, something about this release seems bloody awesome, even without having heard it yet. It's a, it's a step <laughs> in the right two- direction. But in terms of, uh, there's a lot of fans that want to hear stuff that hasn't been out before. It's been three Mm. years and it seems blatantly obvious to me that Warner Brothers either want to suck on that Purple Rain teat or the Nothing Compares to You teat and (laughs) all they're looking for is a hit. If they they release unreleased material from the vault, it's untested. They don't know if they're going to have a hit or not. So, you know, it, um, an album with like uh, some hits on it from other artists. I was, I, mm. I was about to say what some of the tracks were, but I, I withheld then. <laughs> but, Thank you. But, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, if, if there's some hits from some other artists just done with Prince vocals, I mean, some of the community's like, well, we've already heard these songs. It's just going to be sung by Prince, which, yeah. I mean, part of it they haven't heard before, uh, depending if they're. But that's, that's intriguing. Like, it um, is intriguing. Yeah. Oh man, it's hard to it's hard to talk about this without revealing the yeah it song is titles, it is yeah don't tongue man but, but that's, well we that's should the say challenge. we should <laughs> say to everyone that this is a news episode that you're listening to us talk about this prior to having heard it and we are going to do a full length Peach and Black podcast album review not too long after this drops man you know, Rob's going to be yeah. Rob's going to be so pissed when when it turns out that the original version of I Feel for You is on there and it's just the version <laughs> from the Prince album. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let me let me say two things. One thing is I am also I'm slowly getting excited about this album because to me this is the first decent release since he died. This is the first like yeah. thing I'm actually excited to hear. Even though, you know, we we've probably heard half the songs by other people, it'll still be cool to hear him and hopefully the quality's pretty good. That's one thing. Yeah. That's the what I mean. The second thing is, yeah, yeah the second thing is I think they are reckon the only reason that we are even hearing this album is because before Prince died, he did the deal with 
Jay-Z or whoever at Tidal yeah, but not for that this. they'd get an album of unreleased material. Everything else just seems locked up in legal hmm. stuff and it's untouchable for now. But because that contract existed before, I think that's the only reason we're even getting this now. Wow. Contractual obligation wow. album. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. exactly. He's still putting them out. You can't stop it. <laughs> but it wasn't oh, this. Oh, you having a good laugh about that one. <laughs> but the, the one promised to Jay-Z in title was of new music. It wasn't of this. Well, wow. it wasn't necessarily new. I think they had talked about it was unreleased. unreleased. Yeah, yeah. But still, and Prince is not... They're always going to argue over what that Prince is. Prince is not a, like a guy that would have given Jay-Z vault stuff. It would have been Phase 3 or Black is New Black or whatever he was working on at yeah. that time. It wouldn't have been... Yeah, I... Yeah, I think you're right on the money there because yeah. that's what he was doing. He wasn't. He wasn't. It really was a lot of time of speculation material. at the time. Mm. It was either black is the new black or yeah, yeah uh, phase three if that's a thing. Yeah, but that was yeah. Well, maybe they've well not maybe they've obviously been able to come to some sort of arrangement, and this is the release coming out. You know, so and um, we win for once. We're getting the benefit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it, there's like I said, there's something intangible about this record. I don't know whether it's the album cover that's exciting me because I have to say the. Artwork is just cool. Going back to that Dirty Mind era is always going to be cool no matter what happens. Uh, even as a as a, just a picture, it just looks cool. Prince looks badass, originals. In some ways, it reminds me, I, I don't <laughs> want to make too many Michael Jackson comparisons, but when oh, I first saw bad. it, I first, yeah. yeah, I first thought bad. And I don't know whether oh, that's a conscious decision just, or whether someone, <laughs> it was just accidentally. You just reminded me. Mike, Michael Jackson fans are being like trolling about this, and it's really funny. Really, like, they keep put they keep putting the album cover of like Bad next to this picture of originals, and they're like, "Oh, look at Prince copying Michael Jackson," <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, "You know what happened like seven years before that?" But they do know that it's just really funny. They're just it's just a massive joke between everyone, but it's really yeah. funny. Mm. Twitter well, is just of, it's a it's an interesting place. Speaking of Bad, how cool would it be? And obviously it isn't, but how cool would it be if an unreleased version of Prince's remix version of Bad was on this album. Now, obviously, that would never happen. Oh, <laughs> Shit, are you sure cool. you haven't seen the track listing, bro? <laughs> oh, That's it. We can't blo- We can't give it here away. We go. Nah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, One point it's, that we haven't yeah. brought up here is uh, how did the estate listen to our uh, Ice Cream Castles review? <laughs> oh, yes. You know, mm, we talked, timeless. To, talked about Timeless. timeless. And we say, gee, wouldn't it be great if Prince put out an album <laughs> of all the, the versions of the songs that he wrote for yeah, other artists with, yeah, his vocal. with his vocal? Oh, wow. What a good idea. And then you Someone's said, listening. and then Captain said, there's your idea, Estate. There you go. Yeah. There you go, Estate, or whichever <laughs> bank's running the show this week. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to check the, t- the timestamp on that episode. Strange but when- true. It was November last year, our <laughs> yeah. Ice Cream Castles. Oh, wow. Them. There you go. We're still on someone's radar. That's nice to know. <laughs> but this is by far the biggest news. Windows I know that. <laughs> hey, as long as we're in the credits, right? In those liner notes that you're speaking well, of, Rob. Oh, if yeah. They ex- if they exist. Yeah. But this is All this thanks thing. to Peach and Black. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is that uh, this, this is coming out on all formats. So starting digitally, um, an exclusive stream to title on the 7th of June and then afterwards to other streaming services. It's coming out on CD. It's coming out on double vinyl, and there's a few different versions of the vinyl. They all look good. Yeah. yeah. And when's it coming out? What date? Uh, Two weeks after the seventh. It's a two-week advance, I think. 
what, yeah, the 21st title come out seventh of June and twenty first of June. It comes yeah. out other streaming after that, and then I Black think CD vinyl, and the vinyl comes out in July vinyl, sometime. Purple vinyl. I think the last thing I downloaded from Title was the very last official Prince thing that came out. That instrumental jam. I forget what it was even called. Oh, Mono Neon. Yeah. Rough, like, enough. Uh, rough enough. Rough enough. That's, yeah. the That's one. a great song. Mm. Madhouse Light. There's <laughs> another episode. You're starting another episode now. Okay, so, but yeah, look, any, any other comments about ori- originals from, from, I mean, Captain's is kind of wax lyrical about his levels of excitement, well, Toe Jam ex- player? Like I said, I, I'm excited and I'm hopeful they're good quality from the master tapes because, you know, they put out Purple Rain Disc 2 cassette tapes. They put out the uh, Piano and Mike 83 levels. cassette tapes. Cassette tapes. Moonbeam level, Moonbeam levels, levels. Cassette, cassette tapes. tapes. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm, if it is a cassette tape, I mean, if it sounds like the Nothing Compares to You, that'll be good because that did sound good. So, but if it's less than that, uh, it'll be a bit frustrating. But it's still better than nothing. Hmm. Yeah. We're about, we're about to find out. I have a sneaking suspicion that because the track listing is comprising of different errors, that the quality is going to go up and down all the way through mm, That's the a album. good point, actually. Yeah. Because they're from different uh, yeah. years, different eras, maybe from different sources. I really hope that I'm wrong, but yeah. I've got a sneaking suspicion that that'll be the case. That's likely, but if they do a decent job of like mastering it, that's what it comes down it to. It should be pretty like equal, not equal. What's the word? Comparable, consistent, uh, yeah. consistent. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know about you guys, but when Purple Rain Deluxe came out in 2017. I remember all of the hardcore Prince fans were super excited about listening to disc two because there was literally unreleased material on there. I'm thinking songs like Love and Sex, Katrina's Mm. Paper Dolls, that kind of stuff. And that was a really, um, that was an interesting listen and it was exciting to listen to it. But I remember not being, like I wasn't waiting on it every day thinking, oh, I can't wait till that comes out or, you know, stay at home, put my headphones on and just go crazy. I ended up doing that anyway, but the point is for this is the first time that I really am super, I'm just looking forward to it. I'm super excited by the release. Yeah. And really I should have been excited by that Purple Rain Deluxe Disc 2 package, but oh, and the material that was on there, but I think it was just too soon. Mm. You know, There was something it, like tough about that release because it was a good yeah. release, but at the time it just didn't feel right. It's like this is the, this is the first, you know, yeah. too raw. post-April. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Was, yeah, we, that was still we were soon. Yeah. That's that's what it was. Yeah, I think emotionally, that's what I'm getting at. It was just like, uh, I don't know that I was ready, and I don't know that many people around the world were ready. But now, not to suggest that we're all over it, we'll never be over it. But three years down the line, I feel like it kind of gives us a little bit of breathing space. And at some point, as a fan, you have to start turning the corner and just getting back into the music again. And for me, this is one of those releases yeah. that hopefully it'll do it. But you know, yeah, we'll like you said, I think no one, no one's ever going to be totally over it. But I think after three years, I think I'll just speak for the entire Prince community. <laughs> I think <laughs> that most people have come to a you know a place where you know it's okay that happened. Now we're moving on, and they're not still because yeah. even a year or two years, a lot of people were still like just wallowing in it. Yeah, everyone's at different levels. Like and it couldn't takes get over it. Time but I for think different people. Now mm. I'd say the majority, which could be fifty-one percent, it could be ninety percent. But I think most people have come to a place where, like, you know, we're ready to hear some stuff now. And this album is going to be a good start, I think. Yeah, that's such a good way of putting it, Captain. Ready to hear some stuff, you know, whereas before it was like, nah, it was just too soon. I've got plenty more to say. 
about this, but I'll wait until the actual review. I'm going to save it for that. Ooh. Ooh. Well, there's more I want to diverge now, but I can't because somebody here wants to be surprised. So <laughs> I have to keep my mouth shut, right? <laughs> it might make for a more exciting. I, I'm as much as I'm looking for the looking forward to listening to, the, to this originals album. The, our our review, I'm equally as excited about that because that we're all going to be fresh. Like even though you guys know the track listing and I don't, none of us have heard I, it. So yeah. I, I mean, I looked at the track listing weeks ago, but. I've already forgotten most of the tracks. I can think of like three off the top of my head. So I, I'm not, I'll be mostly just as surprised as you as well when I get it. Yeah. Well, there's three things that stood out for me. I was like, oh, I want to hear that. And the other one was, oh, I don't want to, why is that on there? <laughs> and the third one was, <laughs> yeah. the third one was, where is such and such? So there's yeah, some things okay. that aren't on there. Yeah, and I'm thinking, oh, man, I would have loved that to be on there kind of thing. So man, they're the three I reactions that, I instantly had with it. Like this was put together by Troy Carter, <sighs> and I think he's carefully chosen some some big songs and some songs, yeah, you're like, what is this doing there? Yep. But also, where is this song? Just perfectly leaves it open for a volume two, volume three. Uh, it's pretty smart, I think. Mm, yeah. But we'll see. Who knows? Now, who... Is getting what version? Have you guys decided? What, I, I know Title. we're all going to listen to this. Well, we're all going to listen to the stream, but is anyone ordering a, a physical product? I'll probably get a CD. Not me. Yeah, I'll probably get a CD as well. I'm considering the CD, but probably not. Like, I, I don't even have a CD player except in the car. So I think I'll there's. Just, yeah. There were some images online that I'm pretty sure it's not confirmed, but around the promotion of this, there were some images going around that seemed to suggest these, these images would make great for like liner notes in a CD booklet. It was like, you know, the old seat, the old records like sprayed out on the floor kind of thing. Like one of those kind of collage. patchwork kind of collage. Collage, collage. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, it might be. Oh uh, yeah. I think, I think, yeah, they're going to be inside the booklet. Yeah. 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 Well, that'd be cool. It was like a collage of the singles that are on the album. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. By the original artists or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got to tell you about this dream I had last night very oh. quickly. <laughs> I, I Is have, it G rated? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so I have this dream maybe two, uh, probably two or three times every year since Prince has passed. And that is that I'm at a Prince concert and I'm enjoying it. It's funky, it's going crazy. And I suddenly realize wait a minute, something's not right here. Prince is dead. And there's variations on what happens next in the dream. So often it's like I realise, oh, no, it's not actually Prince. It's like a tribute band or something. You realise you're at Prince, the big screen experience in Minneapolis. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's like, oh, wow, you know, it was a fake death and he's still alive and he's doing concerts or something. Anyway, so last, whatever (laughs) it it is. It sounds like a choose-your-own-ending dream. Yeah, it is. It's like (laughs) like this moment of realisation, wait a minute, something's not right here. So I have this dream last night and I have this moment of realisation, wait a minute, something's not right, Prince is dead. So this time, like, I've got to find out what is actually going on. So I thought I'll grab my phone and I'm just going to take photos of the concert. And this is my thought process in the dream. I was thinking if these photos are still on my phone tomorrow, then I know it was real. If they're not, then I know it was a dream because it was really real. Like, you know, how dreams can sometimes just feel really real. Mm. And anyway, so I woke up this morning and I checked my phone and those photos weren't there. And it was, ah. <laughs> that is cool. That is really yeah. cool that you thought. I know, I thought so too. the it was photos like, are there in the morning, yeah. then it was real. And of course, when you wake up, it was just a dream But and the yeah. photos aren't there. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. That is really yeah. cool. <laughs> it's really it's really cool, except that was a real bummer note that you just I know, about. yeah. It sounded, <laughs> I was quite proud of myself that I was like, that was actually good thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great work though, Jim. 
He, he was dreaming when he told this, forgive him if it goes astray. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the sort of great news you can expect to hear when you tune into a Peach and Black News episode. <laughs> what did Toe Jam dream last night? It's very important stuff. Uh, and uh, next week's episode, what chocolate is Toe Jam eating? Can you guess? <laughs> Based on, his, on the level of crunch. Oh, okay, gosh. that's okay. enough originals, isn't it? That, Are we done? We always spend yeah. too long on the first track. Yeah, I think this was this was worth it though. Originals is is a big big news, good news. What's next? Well, the, there are some books that have been announced as coming oh, yeah. out. Randy St. Nicholas. That is going to be a good book. I saw a cup. I've seen a couple of the photos. It's like a lot of these photographers have they're doing books or they've already put out books and like so many of the photos we just haven't seen yeah. or we've seen like one photo from a session and then there's like 20 more and it's just so cool. There's like so many unseen photos, which is always cool to see. I would have thought that some of these photographers would reserve um, these unseen photos for upcoming albums because that would be... Who knows they haven't? Well, maybe not. Yeah. But, um, you know, if they do a photo shoot, they're not taking 10, 20 photos. They'll take 100. Yeah. But they're only putting, what, 10 or 20 in a book yeah. of like one session. So there's still, you know, there's lots of photos out there, I think. These guys must have just well, the, so many. Well, the Jeff Katz one is a good example. I mean, they, some of them that have come out recently date back to the 80s. And, mm. you know, we've just seen them now. So everyone's bringing oh, out some their Some of those piece. photos are so good. Oh, man. Yeah, they are. They're but he's not doing a book, is he? He's he's just selling, selling prints, like the yeah. actual big, the big prints. Yeah, yeah. the prince of prints. <laughs> selling prints, yeah. get it? Yeah. yeah. Let's move on. But yeah, you, you've got to yeah. have some. You got to have some cash in your pocket to buy those. But it would be really cool to have one. I can't afford one, but mm. to have like one of those originals up on the wall would be just unbelievable. Yeah, that'd be great. So Randy St. Nicholas so is putting out a book, correct? Yes. Yep. Yep. Jeff Katz has his. For sale online? No, not a book, um, but just prints. prints. Yeah. No book, just the actual yeah. prints. Yeah. Um, and then isn't Af, is it Afshandi or something? Afshan Shahidi. Yeah, his book's out. And that, again, people have like put a few pictures of that on Instagram and Twitter. And yes, they're just some amazing photos. Whatever happened, didn't um, that Nicole Nodland, is she doing a book as well? Well, she had a crowdfunding thing initially. Maybe she hasn't hit the number that she maybe needs to print the happen. book. Yeah. But yeah, that's gone all quiet. So maybe that'd be great because to see. Because she had a lot of like 94, 95 mm. pictures, like one of my favorite eras, like, and those photos looked amazing. Yeah. yeah. I should, really hope that happens. Yeah, we should get an update on that. Randy St. Nicholas, she did the My Name is Prince CD single. That one where he's on the front with the gold chain cop hat. The chains. But it's yeah. got that kind of grainy filter on it. Like, mm. my name is Prince. And this new book that's coming out, the same f style as in the front cover. So it's kind of got that grainy filter on it. I'm not a big fan of that. I like the clean looking photos that are in 21 Nights that Randy St. Nicholas did, where it's a lot a mm. crisper. So I hope they're not sort of got these arty filters on it. Because it just it's a, it just makes it a bit grainy and so, it's a cool effect, but it's a just I like some more cleaner pictures of Prince. But. Well, those Twenty One Nights photos they were so yeah they were great. Uh, I don't know. I was think I thinking they were to me they just looked photoshopped. Every face was like wrinkles are gone and uh, perfect faces and there was very a bit of smoothed that. out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was a bit of that. Well, hopefully there's not a lot of that. Yeah. I'm personally a bigger fan of books like Dwayne Tadal's where you learn the information, some information yeah. or. You know, historical context or something to read. I know, you know, certainly a lot of the Prince fan base loves uh, pictures of photos of him. I personally, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I, I haven't actually bought any of them. 
they have, some of them have some incredible pictures, but I'm just not one of those picture book kind of Yeah. Yeah, I'd fans. prefer to have like Dwayne Tadal's book, like so much information mm. instead of, you know, a hundred photos. But yeah, the photos are great and cool, but yeah, I'd prefer the information myself too. Yeah. Which brings us to the beautiful ones. The Prince exactly. Memoir. Talking about books, yeah. Yeah, now this one. Are we excited for it? I am super excited with also a, a bit of an uneasy feeling. <laughs> so I think I know just, where you're going with this. Yeah. Um, Can I just interject one thing first? Please. Because this, again, goes back to That's something said. I said on the show years ago. Well, years ago. Yeah, probably was years ago. When it first came out that he was writing the book before he died. There was an announcement, okay, then he died. Then people were like, well, he only wrote 50 pages. And then at some point people said, is that book gonna come out? And I said, I reckon they will release what was done so far and they'll pad it out with a bunch of pictures and other stuff like that. And guess what's happening? They're padding it out. Exactly that, (laughs) exactly. Once again, we predicted (laughs) How many times does it have to happen? Mm. Captain Nostradamus. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> Captain Damas. Captain Damas, that's it. Yeah. Captain Damas. And that's... <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes, oh, that's, mate. That's, that's, yeah. the, that's the best name ever. <laughs> that's exactly what's happening. Uh, it's going to be... I'm Rob S. and you're Captain Damas. <laughs> but that's exactly what it's going to be now. It's going to be the original... 40, 50 pages that he's written, plus, you know, a bunch of photos and other stuff. So Uh, here's the thing. So first of all, let's get the formalities out of the way. This is allegedly a memoir. They're they're classifying it as a a memoir, but in reality, it's not really a memoir. It's a memoir of sorts. Mm. And it's called The Beautiful Ones, and we don't really know exactly what's going to be inside there. I mean, they say that the book only takes us up until the precipice of Prince becoming a superstar, which is at some point 83, 84 era prior to Purple Rain being released. Mm. I think my guess is they've done that because that's probably around the time that he was up to in his memoirs. That's my best guess. Yeah, what do you guys that's think? probably all he, all he got, yeah. But hey, hold up. Do you really mean to say that from his childhood through his record signing with Warner Brothers through 77, 78 up to 84 would be all covered in 50 pages. 50 pages is nothing. Well, I heard somewhere that it's not even, it's going to be like poetry and half finished song lyrics and. Yep, exactly. It's um, It's it's not like he sat down and wrote paragraphs and paragraphs about his life. Well, that's going to be like cryptic song lyrics and just... If you remember the um, 21 Nights book, it it had like song lyrics accompanying the photos and some of them were from songs that had been released. Some of them were from like, you know, Sticky Like Glue, which hadn't been released yet. And Mm. uh, so it's going to be stuff like that. It's going to be like, you know, I'm sure he's going to quote, you know, the song Mars where he talks about working at Mickey D's or something. And it's going to be like patchworks of stuff that we've heard before plus new stuff. And I don't know, it's going to be, it's going to be awkward. Yeah, I am also, again, we, we don't know exactly, but I am thinking it's unlikely that he had 50 A4 scrap 
pages of just literally text in his handwriting. Yeah, no, no way. Um, that he was just telling a story. The other thing with this is like onto more Captain's point of the 50 pages, how much of it is usable in the sense that, you know, Prince has his own unique style of mysteriousness and all that. The 50 pages could be illegible in the sense that it doesn't make for good. So like does the, it's, it's not a ghostwriter, but the, the actual person assisting in uh, bringing it together is how much is yeah. of they bringing into it to make it more logical. Mm. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? If, they, if they're sense, smart, yeah. they should put it out exactly as he wrote it. But I don't think that'll be the case. And then people will then start yeah. thinking, the well, is, is this Prince or is this... We won't even know. Yeah, exactly. We won't even know if what they do put out as, oh, you know, this is the 50 pages. We don't know if that is if that is the 50 pages or if that's some of it or not all of it or they've added parts or... Bridged, yeah, yeah, who knows? yeah exactly. We're never going to know. Unless they put in actual photos of, like, the pages that he wrote. That's the only... That'd be cool, actually. No, but that. I heard somewhere that he was typing it up on his laptop. I read that somewhere. Ah, so okay. if it's that, then anyone could do that. If it's in his handwriting, that'd yeah. be perfect. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think that's the case. I don't think he was physically writing it. He was typing it out. So let me just go back. The Beautiful One's memoir is going to be told in four parts, or it's going to be segmented into four parts. The first oh, yeah, part. I read something about that. Tell me. Tell me the parts. Yeah. So the first part is composed of the memoir he was writing before his untimely passing. And the way that they've worded that, composed of the memoir he was writing, that leads me to believe that, you know, if he did write it on his Mac or whatever with alongside uh, editor Dan, um, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this properly, Peepenbring. So Dan Peepenbring is the editor. Uh, he actually frames the book by writing an introduction to it. But going that back to word these four parts. frames the book. That tells me mm. everything. Mm. Yeah. Well, no, I think what they mean by that is that the book is framed by the editor in the sense that he gives it some context because... But that's what I'm this, saying. If he's framing it, it sounds like he's making sense of what Prince is trying to write. Exactly. Mm. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's what it sounds like. And the first part is that I think for me the most intriguing because at least we will get as close as potentially physically possible to what Prince was writing and or trying to write. So that's the most intriguing part. The second part takes us into Prince's early years as a musician before his first album comes out. And the way they're going to do this is predominantly through some sort of scrapbook of Prince's writings and photos. Now, that's still very intriguing because if they have found, you know, Prince's writings and photos, candid photos from that era that he hasn't released, that could be, if it's done well, tastefully. That'd be cool. Edu educationally, that could be good. The only thing I will say is who the heck knows whether he would have wanted some of these photos out. But I guess you can't, at this point in the game... We know he passed away without having a will. We know all the legal drama and all the rest of it. I think we just have to take everything on face value and just say, this is the world we live in. This is what's coming out. So that's the second section, his writing and photos. The third section takes us through Prince's evolution through basically his greatest achievement. They say greatest achievement or the journey to that. So we're imagining that being Purple Rain. And again, candid images that show us what he was doing at the time and what he was trying to put together. And then the fourth section, fourth and final section of the book is basically his handwritten treatment for Purple Rain. That's pretty epic, potentially, <laughs> depending on what handwritten treatment means. 
But if you think about it, everything in this book is stuff that we've never really had access to. So from that perspective, and the fact that it's almost 300 pages long, this could be this could be an amazing release. It could be. How do you guys all feel about it? Are you looking forward to it? I quickly read that four-part thing, but I didn't really take it in. Now that I just heard you explain it all, it sounds like it could be really cool, but it's probably not something I'd buy. It has potential. I just, yeah. I'd like how to. Could like you, yeah. I'm going to say, how could you be a Prince fan and not splash out 30 bucks and just buy this? Like this, this to me is, is at, you don't even think twice. You just get this. I'll wait and see until it comes out and see what people say. Uh, see, I'm very different. For this one, this is on pre-order from me. I've already, that's mm. not, not even a question. Like It just sounds like, yeah. oh, you know, he wrote the first 50 pages. And we're just going to fill the rest of the book with a bunch of papers we found at Paisley Park. But that could be That's brilliant. That's what it is. It could be, but mm. like you said, it's scrapbook. That's literally what it sounds like to me. It's just a bunch of scraps. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> they about could that. Be, they, they could be some really cool scraps, like photos and like handwritten notes from Purple Rain. That could be really cool. But again, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's something I'm going to I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I think this has the potential to be the greatest Prince book of all time up to this point. I actually think it does have the potential. It does have potential. If, every, yeah. if everything be. is Could done be. as good as possible. I mean, I know it takes us up until Purple Rain, but that's really the formative, those are the formative years of this guy and, and the persona in many respects that he created. And I think this book is going to take us into that and behind the, oh. you know, peer back behind the curtain. But we'll find out. We're about to find out. I think, uh, yeah, for it to be the greatest Prince book ever, yeah, that's the, like the formidable years, but that's such a really such a small part of the entire journey you know again it's all it's all purple rain that's it's like that's all well, he did before that, that still it's annoys all before, me. yeah it's yeah. all purple rain all before but oh. I, they may have had no choice in the matter i mean you can't i think it would be really weird if they took his memoir and then tried to fill in the rest of the gaps that would have been i think a bit of a mess <laughs> if they went oh we'll use princes up until 1983 you know what he Put together, but then everything else we'll just do ourselves. I'm actually really happy that they stop it at the point, allegedly, when he stopped writing. Because originally, didn't he say it was going to go up to Super Bowl because that was yes. like the best thing ever? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm just going to wait and see. I'll wait till it comes out, see what people say. I might, I might not. I'm on the fence right now. A lot of people okay. have a lot of opinions on the book cover. Do you guys have any thoughts on the photo they used for the cover. I, I, I'm a fan, yeah. I like it. I like it as well. I haven't... Because... Unexpected. It's unexpected, but it's, it has that kind of vulnerability of Prince before mm. being a superstar. And, you know, it's just him and it's just... He's, he's taken the photo... Like, him as a performer, written, produced, all that. He's doing his own book. He's, <laughs> he's doing taking- the photo and everything. <laughs> I love that. He's no longer here, but he's taking photos for for his own yeah. memoir. I've, I've got to add this. The day that that photo came out, Player said to me, he's like, just wait. It's it's going to be hours or, you know, until someone says, look, Prince invented the selfie. And within like an hour, there was that a was meme. coming up <laughs> yeah, on there was like a Twitter meme. and stuff. I was laughing my head off. because <laughs> Straight away, he's like, this is what they're going to say. And it's so predictable. And it was so funny that it happened like almost instantly. Oh, look, Prince, Prince invented the selfie. Yeah. Now I'm Captain Damas now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you're Captain Damas. Good on you. <laughs> so you, but you look at that. The, the great thing about that photo is that it's so... 
you're right, player. He just looks like a guy, like an ordinary guy, obviously before the mega fame, but he just looks like a regular yeah. guy. Well, you know what it reminds and, me of? The yeah. last track on Musicology, Reflection. And, hmm. you know, we talked about this in the review, the, uh. the opening line, the two sevens together. And he's talking about a time before like a much simpler time. And it just, the book cover kind of reminds me of that. And you, you go back to the song Reflection, it's his reflection. So that's how I kind yeah. of tie it all together. When I think of that song, I look at that cover and I think, you know, this all matches. This is a guy pre-fame and I think it's really cool. I know a lot of people think they should use a photo of at his peak in Purple Rain or whatever, but there's a lot of books uh, that do that. Death. Yeah, it's been done to death. And I think this is fresh. In, in what they've used it's a fresh concept and it's just it's it's kind of sweet it's sweet vulnerable mm. and it's like okay here's a guy and this is at the start of his journey kind of thing and maybe it reflects what what we're going to see in the book so i i think it's pretty cool i know i think a lot of people think that maybe it's a bit too ordinary for a superstar guy like prince to have as the cover photo but i think there's just something about it that's a bit vulnerable and Well, yeah, cool. there's something about showing someone who eventually was a massive superstar. Yeah. Showing them as, like, look, it's just a normal person. Mm. There's yeah, something and that, that, yeah. And that photo looks around, you said, you said uh, two sevens together. That photo looks like it was taken around 77 or 78 yeah. probably, judging by, judging by his look. So, yeah, this is, it is... Um, it has the potential to be great, as I said, but it's special. The way that they've pre- and even even look at the color scheme and the, the the font and the type and all that kind of stuff of the book. It looks like it's from the late seventies. Yeah, like that's the other cool thing about it. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm going to get it. I'm looking forward to it, but at the same time, I just I'm. Con- I just worry that it's going to be a bunch of like abstract poetry that yeah. is kind of stitched all together and, and someone tries to make a product that wasn't even near finished, finished. Which, so yeah. we'll see, we'll see. We're, 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 we're going to find out. There's only one way to find out. Okay, I mean, it's, so a shame, it's a shame he never got around to doing something like the Miles autobiography where he got... Oh, um, that's a great one. Yeah. It is, like with uh, Quincy Troop, I think his name was. Yeah. He basically mm. got that guy to interview him for like weeks and weeks on end and yeah. then that guy put the book together. Yeah, and that's a warts and all book too. I mean, that's absolutely, like, yeah. And but Prince would never do yeah. some. Prince would never do a, a genuine warts and all story. Hmm. Okay, so other releases. Ultimate Rave has oh, come yes. out. Hey. Now, you guys got to have something to say about this. Yeah. Thoughts on this release? Well, I reckon we hear from Player because he's he got it. He's got it. I did buy it. I bought it on the first day it came out, and. My expectations were kind of low based on the kind of releases we've been getting lately. And I just thought, oh, yeah, and I've already got Rave and Into and I just wasn't really expecting much. But when I actually bought it, the packaging is really good. Like I have to give them props for the way they've done the packaging and Steve Park and all those. They did a really good job. I have to give them that. The music, I mean, it's stuff that we've heard before. Maybe if you weren't in MPG Music Club, you might not have heard the... um, the Into remix album, maybe not. And there might be something new in there for some fans. But, I mean, I had all that. I think some people were criticising that the DVD was a DVD and not a Blu-ray of the 2000 concert. But in just terms of being a collector, it's a great release. They've done the packaging really well. And i got to say, if they do that sort of packaging for other releases of his album, other albums, I'd be really happy because they've, they've done well. 
Awesome. Um, Very good, yeah. In terms of bonus songs and stuff, I mean, I think there wasn't a lot to work with because Prince covered that in the remix album. So I don't think there was a lot to to source from that well. But if there's other albums that come out and they want to do a bonus disc of things that are relevant to that era and they do it with a packaging like this, it would be great. So, yeah, I've got to get on top. I'm going to pick a bone there. There is stuff they could have released. Oh. I don't know. For me, I love Rave the whole album and that was your first um, album well it was the first new album that came yeah. out that I remember I remember anticipating and looking forward to so it has a nostalgic thing now I haven't got this for the simple reason that I can't find it anywhere um, <laughs> in Brisbane anyway yeah it's hard um, to get yeah. I looked it up when it first came out and there was two stores like one half an hour north one half an hour south and I looked it up the next day and it wasn't obviously someone got it because it wasn't there anymore on, on the website uh. so I haven't got it for that reason. And the thing that's stopping me from ordering it online is just, I just, there's nothing there that I haven't already got in the exact same quality that I have already got. So throw me a bone, yeah. you know, you give me, give me 30 seconds of something and I'm, I'm buying, I'm buying that thing online, but. You know. What do you want? You want a 30 second MBGMC commercial? Is that what you want? Uh, I mean, <laughs> join. I, mean, I always join like, um, like every Prince fan, I'm sure at some point sat down and tried to make their own ultimate version of Rave where they, you know, choose their favorite song from the two unto and into and put them together. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen something like that. Surely there's some outtakes from that era floating around. Surely. Uh, we know that there was some videos that didn't get released. Uh, Hot With You video as well, if, if I recall correctly. We know the Into booklet originally had a, a whole lot of other photos and stuff like that. So I'm not sure if they're in the booklet now. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that it's out there for people that um, didn't get into, but, you know, I think it's a missed opportunity. I think they could have made a better release that people like me would have bought. So you're, you're, you're saying there's no incentive? No incentive. Right, no. gotcha. The one, no, the two things I'll say is, for I me, think this is going to I become. I say for me, you know, who already has everything, so <laughs> that's good. Well, the thing, the thing about this release is that I reckon it's going to become a collector's release because people are struggling to get copies, and I think this has the potential to really increase in value, like from a collector's perspective. The other thing I'll say is that I love the bloody new album artwork. Like that cover art photo is freaking awesome. And well, you although just can't my get vi- enough of him in that blue leather suit, can you? That's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with his with his with his back to the audience. But I just think it's cool with the guitar because obviously the the um, album cover, the original album cover, didn't have him w- playing guitar. On the back, he's playing guitar, but not on the front. And it's the cloud but, um, on the back. Well, that's oh, right. No, yeah, it's the purple. No, it's a purple, uh, habibi. Yeah, purple habibi. But this is a gold one. Yeah. So. I like it for that reason. I haven't ordered it because I ordered the vinyl instead, which unfortunately doesn't have this album artwork. And for me, I would have loved for them to come out with that, the new album artwork on the vinyl version as well, at at least as an option or as a special edition, because I would have gotten that. But uh, yeah, this is, it's cool that this is coming out. I have to admit, I was surprised and the other thing that surprised me was, you know, this came out in 2019, which is 20 years since the album was released. I didn't really hear them talking about like a 20-year anniversary. Like they could have yeah. really made a more of a mm. point of that, saying 20 years ago today this came out. Because they're doing it with musicology. They're doing it with other albums, you know, 15 years ago today or whatever. They didn't do it with this one. I thought that was odd. But I do, even though I don't have Players Deluxe Edition uh, CD package um, with the DVD, 
it does look very nice. I've seen an unboxing of it online, and it looks super, you know, super smick. So, um, yeah, nice to see. It's, it's cool it came out. It was around the same. It was only a few days off, I think, the anniversary of Rave Into, its release date. Mm. And because of that, you know, we put a thing up on, you know, Twitter and stuff going, oh, it's the anniversary of Rave Into. Go and listen to our review of the, the Rave album. And... Somebody put a comment on some one of the social media and they're like, uh, you know, the four second silent track <laughs> tribute to Miles said something which I don't remember hearing before. And they're like, originally, uh, yeah. that had Miles talking, but then the estate, Miles estate wouldn't clear that vocal to be used. So they oh, just wow. left it silent. And I'm like, wow. wow, that's some, I don't know if there's any truth to that, but it sounds pretty plausible to me. If that is true, don't you guys just want to hear exactly what Miles was saying <laughs> during those four seconds? I would He's love that. He's probably saying something like, oh, this motherfucker. motherfucker. Yeah, he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in, uh, do you guys have the Shaka Khan album CK, which mm, has Sticky, Sticky Wicked, Wicked on it? Yeah. And at the uh, end of that, Miles is like, don't that sound like some crows or something? <laughs> He's like playing the trumpet. <laughs> 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 Sounds like some crows. <laughs> yeah, it'd be some cool line like that. But yeah, yeah. that would have been cool. But anyway. Instead, we got the four seconds dedicated to Miles Davis. But uh, yeah, yeah, pretty cool release, I have to admit. Now, speaking of releases, Record Store Day for 2019 had two very unique so releases. Much news. Especially the first one, Versace Tape. A cassette tape. <laughs> yeah. What the heck? In 2019. Now, uh, any thoughts on that one? How many people can play it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were talking about yeah, CD who's before. Still got their, yeah. Who's still got their tape player? It's very much a collector. Artists don't even have yeah. CD anymore. Yeah. I mm. think it's very much a collector thing because of the tape's such a dying medium, but it's a cool cool thing to have. And the Versace experience, the content on it is it's cool. Little remixes of songs from... Well, that's the cool thing about it is that content is nowhere else. Yeah. You know, it's not like, you know, Ultimate Rave. We've, you know, if you've got the two albums, you've already got all that. You've got the DVD. There's nothing new. But a lot of people wouldn't have the Versace cassette. Yeah. Even if they had like a rip of it, they didn't have the cassette. Now they could get it, which is cool if you're a collector and you've got to get it all. Mm. Got to catch them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. (laughs) I think there was only 4,000 made or something for record day, record store day. So it was Globally. Uh, yeah, it was very limited. Pretty crazy. And for anyone that has bought that and hasn't played that yet, a little bit of a tip, if you're using your old equipment, just put any other tape in there first to make sure that your tape cassette tape machine still works. You don't want to be putting this expensive Versace tape in there and have it, you know, chew up. go to shit. It's going to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just a bit of yeah, a hint. test it out first. <laughs> but the other more... You got the vinyl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, I unfortunately didn't pick this up, but um, even being a vinyl lover, but where did this come out of? Out of the freaking blue. Uh, a one-off Japanese-only release that came out in the 80s, re-released all these years later with pretty some pretty awesome single um, remixes and extended versions and all this sort of stuff. So what did, what did you guys think of this being announced? I thought it was a good choice. Like I'd never really taken much notice of these yeah. these fancy record store day special limited releases until this year. And I'm like, oh, that's that's some cool stuff. Like I'm sure they've done it for a while, for a few years at least, but I'd never really taken any notice of it. But um, I was in Brisbane and I went to some shop in the city, which I already told Tojam, I already forgot what it's called. Rocking Horse. Um, ho- Rocking Horse. And they had like 10 of them there. And I was there like in the afternoon, you know, 
Yeah, and in I thought, Sydney oh, they, they, buy they it? sold out in first five minutes, if that. Yeah, it went, went really quickly. Yeah. Rocking yeah, Horse is like the, the it's the last old school record store in Brisbane City. It's a really cool shop. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see the cassette, but I didn't even know that there was a cassette. I, like I might have read it, but I just I wasn't thinking about it when I was in there. You know, you go to pee in the CD and the vinyl everywhere. You go and look what print stuff they've got. And they had the... You don't, um, you don't actually like, pee in it. <laughs> when you said you I go to pee, look. I was like, what, what is he talking about? <laughs> but you go there and then you have a look. And they had like probably eight or ten copies of this. And I'm I like, go to oh, my rec- my local record store to, to, to pee. To pee. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Every time I get a chance. That's why they're going out of business because people are sick and tired of cleaning up bloody old record stores. <laughs> <laughs> And I was I was tempted to get it because it was like forty bucks or fifty bucks, and I'm like, ah, it's it's a cool thing. But again, I don't have a record player anymore, so I can't play it. It's just <laughs> it's hard to play in the vinyl cupboard. in your car, isn't it, Captain? <laughs> yeah, it is hard. So it's what was actually on that release? Scratch. Yeah, what's the content on that that release? It's just a whole bunch of like extended mixes, I think, like from around that era, like the '84, '85. There's probably some earlier stuff too, but there's like you know, like the Paisley Park. And the cool, the cool thing is, is life and when it was first released in Japan, I think it was limited to 500 copies. So again, it's like the rareness of the Versace tape, mm. kind of a bit more mass-produced and released for record store day. So it's nice to have if you didn't pick it up That's the first a cool time. Thing. Yeah, yeah. But I've I've said it before. I'm I'm Hopefully, I'm cured of the the collecting bug, but it's um it, it's still tempting sometimes when you you see some nice things and you're like, ooh, I don't know, <laughs> should I pick this up or not? Just to sit on like I bought the Lotus Flower vinyl not that long ago, and I, I don't have a record player, but I bought it. What the but French that's one? Pretty much the yeah yeah the two two vinyl and I think there's a CD in there as well or yeah something yeah like that. yeah there's a CD as part of it. It was like fifty bucks or sixty bucks, and I'm just. I just thought, ah, why not? What I can tell you, Captain, is it's worth listening to because when I heard it a couple months back, I just put it on one day and it, it did something in a different way. It came across, the music actually came across in a different way compared to the CD. I remember Crimson and Clover. It just sound. I was like listening to it going, man, this sounds so dynamic. It, it is still distorted to some degree, but it, not as bad for whatever reason. And... Um, much more enjoyable to, to listen to. I think for anyone that hasn't heard that vinyl, very worthwhile. Not It's not always the case that vinyl's necessarily better. And what does better mean anyway? But I have to admit, yeah, if you ever get a chance to actually play that, Captain, you, you're going to be, I think, rediscovering that album again, definitely. Oh, that's if I ever unseal it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would have to unseal it. Like there, there are certain records where the difference is not as great. Like Diamonds and Pearls on CD and vinyl – very similar sounding in, in my experience. But this one, it's not, it's, yeah, it's pretty drastic. Yeah. I was going to say, what you said before about Ultimate Rave possibly being a increasing in value collector's edition. I don't, uh, this is just my thoughts, you know, no basis in fact or anything, but I just don't feel like anything released after April 2016 should be a collector's thing. Yeah. It's, it just seems like they're trying to manufacture oh, look at this collectible thing, where before Prince would just put out something randomly and he'd print like 200 copies and he'd just move on. Like it, was, it wasn't even a thought about, oh, is this going to be a collectible thing? And it seems like they're trying to create that now. And the record store mm. day thing is cool, but it's, it's sort of along those lines as well. Like they're trying to create 
a buzz about a collectible limited edition. You've got to get it. Mm. But I just don't see the value being there. It's the incentive of getting people to shop at record stores again. There you go. Which is... Which that's that's cool. I mean, a lot of people are lining up in front of record stores on that day to, and yeah. that's what it's all about. Not not shopping online and not streaming and giving some people some sort of incentive to go to the record store and pick something up. And to Player's point, that His Majesty's Pop Life, the Purple Mix Club release or re-release of that Japanese version that came out this year in 2019 for Record Store Day, that has some brilliant music. That if you're a Prince fan. Even a hardcore Prince fan, you may not have had this on vinyl. And if you're a, let's say, a new fan or even a moderate fan, a lot of this stuff you might not have heard. Like it's got Pop Life Fresh Dance Mix, Raspberry Beret, new mix of that, a remix of Paisley Park. It's got the special dance mix of mm. Let's Go Crazy, dance mix of Little Red Corvette, extended version of I Would Die For You. So there's some brilliant stuff, you know, Erotic City All long that version cool of that. cool if you don't yeah. have it. Exactly. Yeah. I do have it, and I'm just I'm just not falling for this. Oh, you've got to get this limited edition thing. There's only this it's number not, of them. Yeah, I'm not yeah. falling for that. Okay. You know, so what if it goes up a bit in value? I I mm. think it's unlikely, but it could happen. But you know, I'm just I'm just not interested in that that side of it anymore. Fair enough. I just want I mean, music. I'm not buying stuff so it can increase in value and then I can sell it later. I've already done no, that. That's- yeah, that, that is a good point. In saying that there were fans and I guess music lovers all around the world lining up trying to get a copy of this. And as players said in Sydney, boom, it went out really out. Yeah. quick. Yeah. So how cool would it have been for those people, you know, when they got this, re- this vinyl in their hot little hands and paid a fair fee for it, mind you, but it is what it is. And then t- taken it home and, you know, looked at it, admired it, maybe played it, maybe not. Maybe but, uh, put it straight it on is, eBay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah. probably which is probably what most people did with the rock and roll as a live vinyl at the basketball game. Well, that's oh, yeah. an interesting one, isn't it? That again, all this stuff is coming out of the blue. And before we talk about this, I just want to make the point. One of the things that's really exciting about 2019 is the amount of these releases that have just come out of thin air. Like what? Yeah. You, like you wake up one morning and it's like, what? Rock and roll. It's alive on a, vinyl. A 1995 B side, probably one of the last real well, B sides that he had. Yeah, that's such right. a random yeah. choice, and it's like we're going to put this on vinyl and give it out at a basketball game. <laughs> well, it's like, it's, what the hell oh, is this? I can explain this one. As an avid NBA fan, I can explain this one. So basically, the entire 2017-18, sorry, what am I saying? 2018-19 season NBA season. The Timberwolves had an agreement with Paisley Park um, with your state. For merchandise. And and so you watch Minnesota Timberwolves games and every time there's a break, they're playing Prince songs over the PA and they they had the special limited edition purple jerseys, Purple Rain inspired jerseys this year. Yeah, I got one. And so there was all of these. Oh, you got one. Wow. Yeah, player got one. Who who did you originally want? You originally wanted the one that said um, Prince? Uh, Was there one that said Prince? No, no. Well, the one that I saw said Towns on the back, but I got Butler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the guy who got <laughs> he got traded in exactly. like after ten games, so he's not even played for the Timberwolves anymore. So I don't think it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> oh, it's collectible player. He's clear, not even there. Yeah, yeah, he can right. sell it now. He can sell it. <laughs> I got the clearance. Uh, so anyway, so <laughs> now you guys are saying two random songs. Well, what's the theme of these songs? It's Minneapolis. You know, this is all a bit of a tourism kind of thing where you've got Calhoun Square, which is about a place in Minnesota. 
uh, and you've got Rock and Rollers Alive and It Lives in Minneapolis. These are two songs specifically written about places in Minnesota. And so it's all part of this, you know, come to Minnesota, uh, come to see Paisley Park and come see, to see the Minnesota cool. Timberwolves. That is so pretty cool. there is some cool sort because of sense are, behind yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the thing. I don't know who's pulling the strings for this Rock and Roll is Alive release, but someone obviously with, <laughs> I was going to say a brain, but decent logic, like someone who's obviously There's a thought thinking. process behind I it. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it's actually, if you if you traced it, you'd actually find it goes back to the Minnesota Tourism Department. I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, you know, hey, people come to Minnesota because they go to Paisley mm. Park and they know this Prince thing. And people also come to Minnesota to see the Minnesota Timberwolves. Let's combine these things and do like a touristy thing. So Let's just hope they don't yeah. ask for a vinyl version of Purple and Gold. They're going to go down that road. I don't want to know. I think it's unlikely. That'll be a real collectible there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. One copy printed worldwide. (laughs) And of course, the um, highest bidder. Prince referenced the Minnesota Timberwolves in the song Funk, where he says, uh, out like the wolves in the first, because the Minnesota Timberwolves notoriously get bumped out in the first round of the playoffs, but they didn't even make the playoffs this year. So can't even say that. Wow. There you go. (laughs) Just out. Just didn't even make it. All right. Well, uh, we also want to talk a little bit about some upcoming shows and some anniversary of Prince concerts. But before we do, we should talk about another release because this is a pretty big deal in general, but also especially because we're oh, a part of it. Are you talking about my birthday coming up? Oh, you shouldn't have. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Off you go. We don't celebrate birthdays. <laughs> Not on this podcast. <laughs> but if, uh, with everyone's permission... If we can talk about an incredibly exciting release that is due to come out in September 2019, a re-release, expanded, whatever other word you deluxe, want to throw at it. It's, it's Deluxe Limited Edition is the official title, I go. think. A DVD and Blu-ray version of Prince's 1987 concert film, Sign of the Times. Woo! Yeah, this is, this is really cool. This is really cool as I said, in general, but also because yours truly, the Peach and Black podcast, are actually part of this release because we're providing what is called an audio commentary to this film. And we had an absolute bore and absolute... Lower your expectations, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Surrender your expectations. (laughs) Well, the funny thing is we've never done any sort of... Work like this. Like commentary to like the movies or any concerts or anything. We've just done like album reviews and stuff. So this is the first time we've done it and it was was really fun. We had a blast doing it, yeah. Yeah, it was... It was super, super fun and we got... I mean, it was out of the blue, unexpected and we just you know, were wrapped at having, you know, being given the opportunity. As everyone's just said, we enjoyed it so much. So hopefully it's enjoyable to listen to. But uh, yeah, I mean, you can basically... Ex- it's full of your usual peach and black uh, humour, I could, I think we can say. I think you Nonsense. could probably say that, yeah. Nonsense. <laughs> the Nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so lower your expectations. But no, on, on a serious note, uh, thank you to Turbine who are putting out this incredible product. Thank you for... Uh, asking us and letting us be a part of it. Mm. And uh, yeah, we hope everyone really, really enjoys listening to it as much as we enjoyed recording it. But, you know, we are, we are a part of that release, but that release just looks bloody fantastic regardless. Anytime that you can get your hands on a high quality version of that release, and it's pretty difficult to these days, definitely um, With Dolby Atmos. You know, give it a shot. If you had the Dakota for that, yeah. Mm. I'm really looking forward to 
hearing what uh, Roy Bennett has to say because he's one of these yeah. guys you hear his name a lot and he's obviously you know worked with Prince's tours through the 80s uh, and the early 90s as well I believe and was also um, Brenda's husband from Apollonia 6 yeah. I believe yep. so yeah. you know there's a that's that's and that's a Prince guy you don't see a lot yeah. in interviews. You hear his name all the time, but you don't see him talking yeah. about it on, on um, interviews and things. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that. And he's a super accomplished. He's worked on many, many yeah. tours. And so Super it's Bowl, be interesting to get. He was he done some Super Bowls. Like, yeah, he's right up there. Hmm. Well, that's the cool thing. Like, apart from us doing the audio commentary, there's a, like, I think it's an 80, 90 minute documentary as well, which is going to go the along with The Peach and Black this. Times. That's what it's called, yeah. We'll have to bill them for using that name, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, player. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll sort something out. We'll sort it out. Uh, but yeah, you got so there's Susan Rogers, there's Doctor Fink on there, there's um, yeah Roy Bennett. Oh, it's, and it was funny because they put the trailer out, and I saw I'd, I'd never seen Roy Bennett, and he looks like he's forty, and I'm like, <laughs> man, that guy's young. How, how old was he when he started with Prince? Like twelve? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> he looks he looks really young. Maybe it's because he's bald. I don't know, but he looks young to me. <laughs> Maybe it was the the lighting, the, the professional lighting, Captain. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> of the I set just design. saw him and I'm like, I was expecting someone like 60 who'd, you know, who'd been with Prince for like the last 30 years, but it's like he looked really young. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a, it's got two DVDs and two Blu-rays. Of the same content, In yes. the whole thing. It's the same thing on both, isn't it? Yeah. So if you don't have a Blu-ray player, you've got the DVDs. If you've got a Blu-ray player, then you're watching the Blu-ray. You that, can't lose. But no, so you can cool. lose if you don't have the proper equipment. So you need a multi-region player. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's region yeah. B Blu-ray. Yeah. And um, if you if you live in the States and you have a Blu-ray player, just Google your model number and see if you can use the remote control. Sometimes there's a code that you can There's a code it. you can put, yeah. Not that we uh, endorse that sort of behavior, but we're just sort of saying. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you really want to get this DVD, you might be that, able to find out a way. There might be a way to kind of override your system to do it, or you may be able to go to the shop. And sometimes there are very slim chance that you might find a multi-region player. Well, I know because I know that's been a controversy had, that yeah. people want to want to buy this package, and due to licensing restrictions, international things that, that, that they can't see it and. So um, hopefully you you guys get to get to see it. Like aside from the DVD content and the uh, documentaries and the audio commentary, there's posters, there's booklets, there's a forward by Dr. Funkenberry. There's lots of content in here. That's uh, I think we'll see more of this when closer to the release date. We'll see like what's actually inside of it and. Mm. Sure. And the size as well. Like this is not coming in some little yeah, CD it's vinyl, or DVD vinyl digipack size. jewel yeah. case. Yeah. You're talking about nice box, yeah, yeah, with the artwork, artwork that from Red Fox Bandit, Martin Hobnett, from uh, who of course did Phase One and Two artwork. Done a beautiful job with the artwork. Oh yeah, the the artwork on it's amazing. Yeah, really well done. So it's it's very nice package. It looks like it looks like he's got he's taken like the original photos and then just I don't know what he did to it, but he's like painted over it or he's totally repainted it. I don't know, but it looks really good. I mean, these are the sort of things that I'd like to see the estate do. I mean, it's cool that they're bringing out, you know, songs from the vault or from cassette source or whatever. But just in terms of overall packaging, mm. you know, if they can sort of model their releases like what we're seeing from 
people from outside the estate, then that'd be really cool if they could just kind of like look at this and go, oh, okay, you know, that's a good idea. Maybe we can do this and this, you know, that, that'd be great. So there's obviously some obscure contract rights with who who is allowed to release Sign of the Times um, in Europe by the looks because there's yeah. been a lot of there's been a lot of release releases it of that. It changes. It changes yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's like every five years someone else is putting it out. Yeah, it gets shopped around. Yeah, but this yeah, one looks to be was, the best one so yeah. far. We'll see. But the weird thing is, it's since the original, correct me if I'm wrong, in the USA, it's never been released since that original VHS release. Yeah, I don't There's never so. been an official US DVD release or Blu-ray. Mm. There's bootlegs, but there was a Canadian one. There was an Australian one. Brazil. There was, I think, a Brazilian J- one at Japan. one point. Mm. Japanese one. But it's never been released since 1988 VHS in America, Hmm. which blows my mind. How, what weird law or copyright thing is going on that that has not been released ever? That it's very weird. Yeah, and it's weird in America because I think they played it on Showtime at some point in the last few years as well. It's on some streaming sites right now. Hmm. Like there's copies of it on there, but an actual physical release is just never happened, which I find bizarre. It's been in flight on Qantas as well. So part of yeah, the, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah someone just oh, said wow, they saw it not good. that long ago. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, how cool would it be to, to watch that in flight on your Qantas or, or any other international airways flight and listen to the Peach and Black audio <laughs> commentary? Yeah. That would have that's <laughs> that's the next step. We've got to get we've got to get onto the air, airlines. Yeah, get your sick bag ready. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you'll be crying, but yeah, if you listen From to From laughter, us, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can so, never yeah, I mean, take the place of your plane. <laughs> oh, no. Terrible. <laughs> Struggling. Yeah. Pushing for that one. See, this is the yeah, sort of quality yeah. you can expect when you listen to the audio commentary. <laughs> we'll be here all night. Try the beef. <laughs> so, Maybe a bit a better, lot. hopefully. There's a lot going on, guys, this year. I mean, we're doing this news episode right now, and we've been talking for a while about all of these releases that are coming out. Some of them have already come out into the public domain. But what a year. I mean, we're not even halfway through, and it's just been jam-packed. And there's still more. Player. Player's got one. What's yours? Uh, Ingrid Chavez has a new album out Mm. this month called Memories of Flying. Oh, yeah. So go out and support that. Uh, There was a new video released last week, Mm. uh, which is really cool, called All the Love in the World. Uh, Go to Ingrid's website and Instagram um, and you'll find the links there to uh, support it. it. So definitely go out there and check it out and support it. So that's that, MC. The one thing we haven't spoken about, but I think we should at least mention is Celebration 2019. As we said early on in the show, I mean, we weren't there, but by all accounts... It was another great event. Uh, I think it's fair to say that. Well, yeah, we weren't there, but there were all these, all the online guys like Casey Rain was there and Prince's Friend was there and like all these people who we see on the internet, they were all there and they were putting up, you know, like daily, this is what happened today. So even though we weren't there, felt like you know, it, it, it sort of felt like you were there. We weren't there. Yeah, you, but get, it was, you get some It was as good as you can yeah. get when you're 20,000 miles away. So it was good. I think for me, the thing that's most interesting, and unless you're there, you probably don't get to, well, you really completely miss out, is the panel discussions. Yeah. You know, Jesse Johnson. Yeah. Those are the, oh, man. Yeah, to, just to be in the room for that, that yeah. would have been amazing, I would imagine. So, um, you know, you're really, you're getting to hear 
you know, outside of getting the museum, if you have the museum tour and the, and the Paisley Park tour and all this sort of stuff, getting to see the rooms and the recording studio, but getting to hear from people like that, you know, a one-off conversation, you know, inside Prince's home, discussing his legacy and then also the legacy of all these other related artists. I think that's a, a massive you know, once in a lifetime situation for anyone that goes there. Mm. So, man, you know, we might make it out one year if they keep keep it doing. Well, Rob was saying if it keeps going, I think that's a key word because I know the big screen event, I think every year that they've had that, the venue is downsized. This year it was at an armory. I think it's the same place where they filmed the 1999 and Little Red Corvette videos. Yeah, yeah. And okay. it just seems that concerns me a little bit that the, the venue keeps getting smaller and smaller each year. I mean, hopefully it doesn't get to a point where the celebration stops. I hope that it keeps going way, way into the future for many years to come. So that's just a small concern for me. And I hope it doesn't turn into a bigger concern because it just seems, just as an outsider looking in, it's just like, well, ugh, is everything okay there? Because, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, museum, you know, everyday museum running costs aside, the celebration is probably one of their biggest money-making times of the year for Paisley Park. So mm, yeah, you definitely. hope it does continue because they, they've got to have money coming in. Yeah. But the thing I was going to say is um, I have been to Paisley Park once in the first celebration, which was June 2000. Not April, but that's another issue. I'm considering going in 2020. <gasps> I might go as wow, well. Wow, bombshell. I might go because as well. That's, it'll what? be 20 <gasps> years. I know it's going to be very different experience to the first time I was there, but um, I've just started like watching all these videos of everyone who was there. I'm road like, trip, bro. Road trip. We're doing let's it. Let's do it. Road oh, trip. Peach wow. and Black road trip. <laughs> uh, and I was watching these videos. Go fund me. Go fund me. It'll be cool. <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, just think about the cost. It's going to cost we'll a film, lot of cash to we'll get film there from the, here. The Peach and Black movie. It's the road trip from Australia <laughs> to Minneapolis. With the exchange rate at the moment, are you sure you're going in 2020, Captain? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's it's mostly just down to a money thing. So mm. I've got a good amount of time to decide. I um, reckon we should all go. Yeah. We do a GoFundMe. People fund it. We film the Peach and Black movie. It'll be like the Blues Brothers. We're on a mission from Prince. <laughs> we could go there. <laughs> all the... Things that happen to us along the way, it'll be so entertaining. Let's make it happen for 2020, Peach and Black 2020. Well, right? wow, that's well a big, if, if, big. if every um, Peach and Black listener gave a dollar, we might get to Sydney Airport. <laughs> I'm not sure. Does that, that, does, does that speak on our, about our listeners or the, or the prices to get to Sydney Airport? So. <laughs> yeah, both, Let's both. say it's the yeah. prices, the prices to get to Sydney Airport, of course. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's my little – yeah, I thought I'd just mention that because it'll be 20 years since I was there. So I thought yeah, if I'm going to go – It's 20th anniversary. It's got to be on the 20th anniversary. You've planted a seed now, Captain. Very dangerous yeah, thing to maybe. do, but let's see what – Let's see what happens. So, you know, just any final thoughts from anyone else uh, on the celebration? Anything you guys heard? Something that that really stood out as far as guests, uh, musical performances, anything like that? Well, I'll just say, I think one of the coolest things was, apart from all the stuff that was happening at Paisley Park as part of the celebration thing that you paid your 
hundreds and thousands of dollars <laughs> to go to, there were all these other gigs like going on in Minneapolis. Oh, uh, yeah. Like uh, St. Paul played one night and, and um, LP Music played and, there Shelby. Were, and Shelby J played at the Capri. Mm. There were all these other gigs going on mm. at the same time. So, you know, that was another thing that made me think it'd be cool to go because it's not just three days at the celebration at Paisley Park. There's all this other stuff that they put on. Yeah, Minneapolis capitalizes on it. Yeah, and which they, is they smart, get extra, smart to do. Yeah, they get extra tourists in the town, so they may as well yeah make the most of yeah. it. Yeah, good time. So yeah, it's um yeah all the other stuff that was going on at the time is a cool thing too. So yeah, yeah. Captain, can you imagine the um the diners and the burgers and all those little venues? Oh, I've had Here some go. good oh, juicy Lucy. We've got to get yeah, a juicy Lucy. Juicy Lucy. Yeah, I had one last time I was there. And That's I, what she I, said. I've got to have it again. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about, but I think it's famous it's in burger. Minneapolis. Yeah, is it? Okay, yeah. The, it's the patty, but inside, inside the patty is, a cheese. is, a, is molten lava cheese. Yeah, oh, it's very good. <laughs> well, that sounds interesting. I think if these venues are, um, if the following venues are open and available to access, I think First Avenue is obviously a trip. Seventh Street entry. I don't know if they still do that. What else? Uh, Excel Center, maybe a uh, little. Uh, What's that? What's that? Dakota? The Dakota? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of venues to visit, so um, I'm sure it becomes a part of everyone's itinerary who goes to Minneapolis. Yeah, just watch Dom's video and just go by that. There you go. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know one thing, though? Like, when I first went, when I went to Minneapolis, me and a couple other people just turned up at First Avenue at, like, midday, and, like, there was, like, the cleaner was there, and that was it. (laughs) And we just walked in the door and, you know, one or two people in there and they just look around and we're like, and I'm just like, oh, I came from Australia. I'm just here to look at, uh, at this place. And they're like, okay. <laughs> we just wandered around by ourselves wow. for like half an hour. No one said anything. Wow. Good security, you know, And there, huh? there was no cost or anything. And the thing is, like, I'm going to go back. If I go back again, you know, I'm not walking in there for free, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you know, there's, if you either go to a gig, which costs money. Or there's like oh, proper organized to to tours Crimeo now, which cost money. Oh, they're recording a live album at First Avenue. Oh, I'd love Are to. They? Oh, I'd well, love tell to them to do that. it, you know, April next no, year. They're doing it this year. <laughs> but at least there's an oh. album that it's going to come out. 2020, are there any, uh, what are the massive Prince anniversaries if we end up going? Let wait, me wait, 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 wait. Here's the thing. There is a Prince unreleased song called 2020. Mm. Oh. So maybe next year, maybe if they're going to release stuff from the vault, maybe it'll be the first year that they do unheard of material. What a perfect vault way. album. Yeah. Emancipation outtakes. Mm, well, geez. look, you, if you go 1980, you got Dirty Mind. That's 40, 40 year anniversary of 1980. 19, huh. 1990, you got Dirty Graffiti Mind, yeah. Bridge. Mm-hmm. 2000, what do we got? Children. Nothing. Nothing. No. no, no. Oh, that was 2001, <laughs> One, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was. Oh, it's right. the 20th anniversary of Cyber Single. Oh, that is me. <laughs> Quick, have a party. 2010, you got 2010. So, yeah, interesting. Plenty of releases. Very interesting. Okay, that's all the news news, all the big incredible news mm. related to releases and all that sort of stuff. Oh, he, hang on, hang on. Perfect segue. One of those other side gigs that was happening during Celebration uh, was NPG. NPG, yep. There you go. Uh, Segway, not Sieg, as has been pointed out by somebody. Yeah, it's Segway. <laughs> Segway. Very good. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, new power generation coming back to Australia. Oh, it's one, only just one part of Australia. <laughs> the best part oh, of yeah, Australia. So far, so far. <laughs> but it's good for those guys up there because they don't really get the tours up there. So it's a little bit different. Mm. It's a one-off, so one-off unique weird, experience. 
We're, we're, we're talking, talking about, about the Caloundra Music Festival, which is on the Sunshine October Coast. October five, six, seven, I think, twenty nineteen. No, mm. always on that long weekend. Yes, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, so there you go. NPG and. Different to who came last time, we are also getting Sunny T this time, so <gasps> that's very exciting. It is. And now, me and Player are, we, are, are we just, we're, we're tossing up every day, you know, are we going to go? Are we going to drive like yeah. 900 miles up there yeah, to you guys see come along. show? I'll come along if you we're guys go. We're still thinking about it. I'm, I'm well, down to the thing. wire. That's another I'm thing we're considering. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can stay at my place, so well, that'll save your accommodation. We'll talk offline. <laughs> this is incredibly yeah. interesting for all of our listeners, especially the inter- <laughs> especially the international listeners, which is the bulk of our audience who've never heard of Caloundra. But <laughs> now you know. So come down to Australia. Let's just say it's way up north, northeast coast, past Brisbane. Keep going. Like from Sydney, it's it's a good like 10, 12 hour drive to get up there. Mm. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, we're thinking about it. So that's happening. They haven't announced any other dates. We're not sure if Sydney or Melbourne or whatever is is still they, to be announced. They're saying no. Yeah, they're saying it's a one. So far, it's just that one. So that's yeah, why I'm we're a, considering whether to go or not. I'm about they eighty might not percent be coming there. here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. So that's the MPG. Now we've also got another. Uh, Prince affiliate artist, a related artist, Tamar is... Tamar Davis. Yeah, that's right. So she's playing in Melbourne. She's going to be in Australia late June, which is uh, fantastic for people that are based in Melbourne or can get to Melbourne for our international visitors, uh, another city that you may be familiar with. And so, yeah, that's definitely at um, Dom's favourite venue, Bird's, Bird's Basement. basement. <laughs> there you go. So check out online outlets for tickets for that. She's playing... Yeah. She's playing my birthday, so... Nice. I, again, am I going down there for that? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Possibly. If she sings That's happy 26th. birthday to you, you definitely. <laughs> it's 26th and 27th of June, so... Wow, you have two birthdays. Wow. <laughs> she did a great job last year with the MPG, I thought. Yeah, she's got yeah, a great definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's also Liv Warfield touring Europe in July and August. Yeah, Liv's good. Go see Liv Warfield. Yeah, Liv is great. Definitely check her out, yeah. Yep, and you've also got Ida, Ida Nielsen. Oh, yeah, Ida too. All around Europe uh, this summer. Doing the big summer tour. Yep. With her funk bots, huh? (laughs) Yeah, we saw Ida here in Sydney and it was great funky funky thing so go and see her be a great show sounds fantastic go check it out for sure yeah look up either on twitter or facebook i'm sure they've got all the dates there's too many there's too many to even say oh and elisa fiorello really elisa fiorello is back playing dates in vegas too oh las vegas so that's that's cool to hear go see her all these dates so much cool stuff to see. Go and go and see them all. If you're near any of them, go and see them. Go check these guys out. They're they're great. Now on to uh, what is it? MC anniversaries. Speaking of uh, anniversaries and big dates, 25 year anniversary of the beautiful experience in May this year. Wow. It's hard to believe that 25 years since that single blew up the charts and gave Prince another number one uh, song. One in Australia, New Zealand. UK, I think. Bunch of countries. Yeah, massive. Massive Crazy. global smash hit. Another yeah, song that has copyright limbo. You don't know even, you can't yeah. even stream the, the song anymore. Yeah, yeah, which is a darn shame. Yeah. But um, beautiful track and definitely a classic in his canon. And why don't we just finish on, on a final anniversary of this massive news episode that we've just been recording. Oh, yeah. Seven years ago this month, the 2012 Australian shows... 
we are an Australian podcast, so uh, we're an international podcast, but we are the four of us are based in Australia. So anything Australian is always super sentimental to us, and these days super important and personal. So yeah, seven years ago this month, Prince and the MPG toured Australia and played some mind blowing oh. shows. We were lucky enough that's to attend why I, many I, of them. I think that's why I had that dream last night because I was thinking about this was on the list of things we we're going to talk about. Ah. <laughs> uh. What are we here yeah. for, pizza? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need to go into uh, too much detail breath. about how incre- yeah. incredible shows yeah. those were. You can listen to our commentary, though. No, is it commentary? No, our reviews of those yeah, concerts we did uh, from a big 2012. Review of all those 2012 shows. Yeah, we did a pre-show going. and an after-show. Uh, well, after post-concert yeah. <laughs> Post. review there show. You go. Yeah. Review. And you know what? Seeing that we are a podcast dedicated and have been for the last. Well, over 10 years, geez, I can't believe it. Dedicated to discussing Prince's music and his legacy and now his continued legacy. I have to say that back in 2012, one of the craziest things was actually getting an email from the man himself. Do you guys remember that? That was an insane day. Which one? We opened up this, we opened <laughs> Which, up the yeah, email. there were a few. There were a well, few. there were a few, but the, fir- the first one where it was like, the string hey, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm coming. This is what I'm doing. And everything was in caps which was hilarious. It was always mm. easy to identify whether it was from him or whether someone else in the troupe. But we ended up getting this email and it said something like, you know, get ready. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to hit your shores soon. And yeah, if you could f- hook us up with the Sydney, what, what was it player? Sydney String Quartet? Something like that? Oh, if we knew Can any, you find yeah, us? Well, we see knew. this, the, I th- I'm sure we've mentioned this before, but you know, again, 100% Prince's sense of humour. Obviously he'd heard the um, Sydney, Sydney Opera, Opera House, House Challenge show. show. Yeah you know, where we're going to get him up there and play with some sort of orchestra. So then he sends us his email and just at the bottom, a little like PS, oh, could you sort out a string quartet for the shows? Yeah, for the tour. <laughs> and then yeah, on the, the second the second Sydney concert, he mentioned about how he wanted to play the Opera House. And so there was all these yeah. little things thrown in there. Yeah. yeah, which, you know, at the time we thought was cool, but now looking back on it, it's just something we really, you know, it warms the heart, I have to admit thinking that possibly he was having a bit of a bit of a laugh at our expense at the time. But um, I called his up... bluff. I called his bluff. I was there when he wanted <laughs> he wanted me to find Kama Sutra or something in the middle of New York City. I'm like uh, I'm calling this bluff. He doesn't really want to string <laughs> So <laughs> many crazy I stories. I forgot about that. That is hilarious. For any hardcore listeners who are thinking Sorry, for anyone who's not a hardcore Beach and Black listener, you might be wondering what, what are we all these are references talking about. <laughs> You just gotta have to listen to the back catalogue and and get familiar with some of the crazy stories and experiences that we undertook. But <laughs> man, this has been a, a, a pretty big episode talking you know about. The funniest thing though about that string quartet thing is, I actually know a girl who's in like the Vienna School of Music or whatever, but she's actually from Melbourne. And I was contacting her and talking to her, like, how do we sort this out? Who do I need to contact? <laughs> like, I was I've having serious conversations about, you know, there's this big. Artists, I'm not going to mention the name yet, but they want a string quartet and all this. And I'm doing all this and then just realize the entire thing's just a joke. And it's like, oh my God. Anyway. <laughs> and seven years later, you share that story with us finally on the podcast. I might have said, haven't I said that before? I don't know. No, I don't think so. No. No. Oh, well, there you go. Ah, uh, mysterious captain. Well, look, for everyone listening, uh, thank you for listening to this latest episode of the Teach and Black podcast. It's been brilliant uh, just going through this ex- super exciting year, man. Like it started out, we didn't know what we were going to get. And all of a sudden, like an avalanche, releases left, right and center and lots of excitement. 
And, and um, like you said, we're only in May. Who knows yeah. what's coming? Who knows? Something big is always coming. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your company. This has been the Peach and Black Podcast. We'll see you guys next month in June for the Originals Review. Check it out. We'll have track-by-track track analysis review. As we do. Be there. Awesome. Peace. Dun, 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 dun. You've been listening to another classic Peach and Black podcast. Catch all our episodes at podbean.com, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Mixcloud, and all good podcast directories. Search for Peach and Black Podcast. Continue the Peach and Black experience online. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. The Peach and Black Podcast is written and produced by Rob S., Captain, Player, and Tojan. Original theme music by Tojan. Audio production and additional audio editing by Captain at Funky Temple Studios. Episode artwork by Reverend. Share our podcast with your friends and Prince fans. If you love our show, please write a review on iTunes. You can contact the Peach and Black Podcast at peachandblackpodcastofficial at gmail.com. <laughs>